Welcome to Back Chat, where we discuss various topics making the news and ask the questions that need to be asked. Nothing is off limits and no questions are deemed inappropriate as we look to lift the lid and dig deep into the issues making the headlines. My name's Bobby M and this is Back Chat. 1953 saw the formation of the Capital Wrestling Corporation and over the 67 years that followed and after numerous name changes, including the well-known World Wrestling Federation as well as the current World Wrestling Entertainment, the industry has grown to one with revenue in excess of 1 billion US dollars. However, despite its widespread success and continued popularity on an international level, wrestling has been dogged by more than its fair share of scandal. This episode discusses all things wrestling and considers the past, present and future of this ever popular form of entertainment. I'm joined as ever by my usual panellists. Welcome Mandy, Jazz and Jeets. And uh, also a special guest today, Prince AJ Kumar, a wrestling enthusiast and host of the popular professional wrestling Spinning Heel Kick podcast from California in the US. Welcome guys, how are you all doing? Good. Doing good, glad to be here. Nice to have you along AJ. How's things out there in California? You obviously uh, under lockdown there or? Under lockdown, uh, trying to live this new lifestyle of being at home, which is something I'm not used to, but uh, it's working out so far and hopefully uh, we continue to get better and we can get off this lockdown and go back to normal life. If that's what go we Go down from hope. lockdown and, and back to SmackDown. There you go. Exactly. Good. Welcome, everyone. Well, look, we're talking wrestling today. And I guess the first question, I think I'll go to uh, Jazz for this one, uh, is why is wrestling so popular? And is it as popular now as it was in the uh, 1990s? Or do you think it's sort of declining? What do you think, Jazz? Um, I, if I go to the 19, probably late eight, probably mid to late 80s, early 90s, I think, when you had that first phase, I think, where you had the wrestlers who, um, I think, with the advent of cable TV, probably, I think, that brought, brought it out. Um, you know, the likes of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man, these guys were in that sort of phase. I think they brought it out because it was something, for the majority of, I mean, not, I'm not too sure of um, America, maybe another guest could, could, could t- tell you more on the popularity in America, but I know certainly more towards our shores. It was uh, it got popular then because it was something new. Um, we'd never seen anything like that before. Um, the whole glitz with it, uh, and the whole performances I think that used to go down with them. The 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 way that the interviews used to happen, the way that the referees got involved, and the way mm-hmm. the whole spectacle of it, I think. Um, mm. It was more entertainment, that, wasn't it? I it was, guess it in, was, in England we had we had wrestling. We had wrestling it, in yeah. England, but it was more like watching a couple of overweight, overweight. hungover people this, having a bar fight. It's no this was something different. Yeah, and this was something different. And now, you know, when you come to say, now my kids watch watch wrestling, it's a different spectacle now. It's it's changed. Mm. You've got more technology involved now, and it's 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 different. You don't really have that. Um, same style, I guess, that, that we had when we were growing up um, in, the, say, the mid-80s to late-80s, early-90s. Uh, and that's changed. Um, but I think it's still popular because you, you only have to look at the audiences. And AJ, coming to you, obviously you're there in California in the heart of American wrestling. And is it still as popular now as it was back in the 80s and 90s? Is it growing in popularity or would you say it's pretty much plateaued now or falling away? How is it there? From, from my perspective, I think it's growing. 
I think it was becoming much more popular than it was back in the late 80s, 90s. I mean, everybody wants to talk about the, the end of the 90s and the Attitude Era and all of that, but I tell people all the time, I think this era of professional wrestling is the best era of professional wrestling because there's a variety now. There isn't just mm. WWF and WCW and ECW, and eventually those two closed down. And for the longest time, it was just WWE. But now a lot of people are focusing on wrestling in Japan, wrestling in the UK, um, different local promotions out here in the States. And uh, there's a newly opened wrestling company called All Elite Wrestling um, that is catching a lot of attention from you know fans everywhere. And it's on TNT, which is one of the biggest stations out here. So I think right now, because there's such a variety uh, people are loving it. They're loving to see something different compared to WWE, which is which is entertainment for sure, um, and nothing can beat that. But when people want to watch that pure professional wrestling, they they look elsewhere. And I think because of that, there's much more opportunities to gain more fans uh, when it comes to professional wrestling. Sure. Now, in the UK and even in Australia and a lot of other countries, people grow up wanting to be, I don't know, footballers, soccer players or whatever. How is it in America? Do people grow up wanting to be American wrestlers? Is it a, is it a valid option for a career or is it something more seen as a hobby or just a, an entertainment piece rather than something that can be seriously considered as a, as a career for kids at school? I think, I think it's the same thing when you, when you grow up wanting to be in the NBA or the NFL because um, most most American kids growing up wish that, um, and I think it's the same thing with professional wrestling. The the chances are the same to to make it as long as you work hard for it. But there has to be there has to be a passion for it, and somebody who who loves professional wrestling and wants to get into it really have to understand that many people are not going to under accept you wanting that as a career. People can easily understand, they can understand wanting to go into the NBA and NFL because that's a little bit easier. But when it comes to professional wrestling, people always want to jump out to the, oh, why do you want to do this fake stuff mm. uh, as a career? Yeah, yeah, sure. They'll never understand it. So like, you know, I was talking to a lot of the wrestlers recently and we got together on Zoom chat and we were talking about how only pure wrestling fans can understand why we love professional wrestling. Even if you're just yeah. a fan that watches once in a while or whatever the case is, they won't understand that deep love you have for it. Um, so somebody who really wants to get into that field has to know that it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, those ropes are not soft. And I'll, you know, I'll tell you that firsthand. Um, and the, the falls or what we call bumps, um, they hurt like shit. You're going to wake up mm. with bruises on your back uh, after a day yep. or two. So, they understand that and uh, get the proper training and you know proper advice. I think, I think it's possible. Just like a, a kid growing up wanting to be in the NBA. Yeah. Wow. Uh, thanks for that insight. It's really interesting to hear. Um, now, obviously, for us, a lot of us growing up in a similar sort of age group, I, I reckon, and I'll come to you for this, Jeets. The golden era for me was certainly around the, the 1990s. You know, with the likes of the wrestlers that Jazz mentioned at the outset. Uh, would you agree, Jeets? Have we seen the golden era? I mean, AJ's obviously saying that you know the sport is growing in popularity, but from your perspective, Jeets, have we seen the golden era? Or do you reckon it can get any better than what we grew up with? Yeah, I think from my perspective, it probably was the golden era. That's maybe because I don't follow it as much as I used to. I think after probably late 90s, um, I might be wrong. I think it was in Rock and uh, Steve Austin era, was it? The 
Was it called the attitude area? You called it, yeah. Attitude yeah. Area, yeah. I think after that, I kind of like lost a little bit of interest. So I'd say, yeah, mid to late eighties, early nineties was probably the best, yeah, best era for me. Yeah, but I guess it, it it depends a lot on how old you are and when this when you're watching the wrestling. There's a lot of kids growing up now. For them, this will be the era, right? This is going to be the golden era for them and i guess maybe we're just a little bit past it in that in that sense we were lucky enough however to grow up at a time where we had you know massive names uh like andre the giant uh hulk hogan the warrior uh macho man and all these these people are down in um american wrestling history really aren't they they're part of you know they've got legendary status and they always will have uh mandy your thoughts on american wrestling growing up is it something that you were a fan of um, I, I did not follow it completely. We did have uh, uh, it shown on uh, a normal terrestrial TV in Africa. Um, and, uh, you know, as you said, whether the 80s uh, was better than the 90s, it, it all depends on, um, you know, your, your childhood. So for uh, people who are aged, you know, 35, 40, 50 range, you know, for them, the 80s, early 90s was the best period. Because it was that nostalgia of growing up and you remember certain things, you know, you used to do coming home from school or in the evenings and you would watch matches. Uh, whereas the youngsters of nowadays, for them, it's now. This is the best time ever because uh, you have all the professionals, you know, superstars and they're becoming bigger than the establishment. You know, these guys are starring in movies, TV shows, reality shows. So mm. for them, this yeah. is the, the best era. This is golden era. Yeah, true. AJ, I'll come back to you. Um, now, one of the things from my personal experience that I sort of took away from American wrestling, and I remember following the WWF when it was in its heyday, and I loved it. But one of the things that gets really confusing for me now is all the different, um, you know, products that are out there. You know, I mentioned SmackDown, there's Raw, and there's a whole host of other things, and that means a whole host of different titles and championships, which for me just became too much. I like things nice and simple. I just want to have one heavyweight champion, one intercontinental champion, and maybe a couple of others, a tag team title, and maybe a woman's champion. But all these things, all these different titles and divisions and uh, types of wrestling format, I mean, does that take away from the final product? In, in my opinion, I would say, yeah, and there, there is a lot of things going on when it comes to wrestling. There's, I think within a week, there's probably close to 60 hours of wrestling that you can watch of new content, Wow! Um, especially if you have the, the WWE Network because you have, your, you have your Raw and SmackDown, and then you have a show called 205 Live, which is for the light heavyweight cruiserweights. Then you have another show called Main Event, which is more of the lower card guys. And then you have Triple H's developmental company called NXT, and mm. that's a weekly show. And they also have NXT UK, which is also another weekly show. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have the pay-per-view. So for each of these different shows, they have different titles that are being highlighted. So WWE has their, they have their universal title. They have their heavyweight championship. They have their intercontinental. They have their U.S. Um, they have two sets of tag team championships, uh, uh, one for the males and then one for the females. And then they have a, two different women's championships as well. And that's not even including the, the championships that are on NXT. Um, so I think because of that, it does take away um, 
a lot of the fun factor or the surprise factor every time you see a championship match. Um, mm. And sometimes, like, I'll give an example of the, the United States Championship. I haven't seen that title be defended in probably, like, a few months because there's so mm. much going on and that title kind of gets let, let go behind. Um, mm. but, because, but because Vince McMahon is trying to make WWE as big as Disney, um, he has to do those things to kind of have that. Yeah, sure. So I definitely, I definitely agree with you. It does, it does take away from making somebody seem really special. When That's right. Have- I mean, back in the day you had one champion and that champion was the champion, right? Nowadays, yeah. you, I wouldn't be able to tell you who's the champion. Is it the WWE championship? Is the United States champion? You know, who is it? You know, it's hard. Exactly. Um, and, and the thing too, I is get- wrestlers, wrestlers don't hold titles for that long anymore. Yeah, sure. That takes sure. from it too. And and I guess part of, part of the reason behind that, Jazz, I'll come to you for this question, is the fact that wrestling is no longer just entertainment. It's more than that. This is big, big dollars, isn't it? It's it's a business at the end of the day. And if you own the business or run the business like Vince McMahon does, you want to make as much money as you possibly can. So I think you know widening that appeal uh, and expanding the roster of wrestlers is really going to help do that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, the thing is, it's a bigger business now, and it was a big business back then as well. Um, I think it was Vince, was it Vince McMahon's dad who used to own the company uh, yeah. before him, um, and he well, was I think the one he that I think Capital Wrestling, yeah. And he was the one that I think that, that originally um, brought the company up, and then Vince McMahon took over. And yeah. you know, even it went, back then, it was a big business. It was, it, you know, it was a huge business that is now because. Um, um, and you mentioned earlier that it was why well, he wants to rival Disney, and it is like that. It, what you, it's as if he wants to rival one of the big film studios. Um, mm. it, it 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 is getting to that stage where, because you know it's it's not one of those things that you would classify as a as a what many would say a true sport. Yeah. So so in America you have baseball, for example. It's not classified as, as, as something along those lines. So. It is a form of entertainment, and it competes with other forms of entertainment. Um, and I think, mm. you know, because of the way um, globalization has happened now, so that product now is everywhere, uh, and so the money-making opportunities um, are far greater now than they were back then. But I think even back then it was big business. You know, it, you know, it was quite frightening back then the amounts of money that they were, they were making. Um, yeah. because that, that was so before, it's a different scale now though a billion a dollars scale. now I mean it's a yeah, completely yeah. different scale yeah it is it's, it's, I mean now uh, it's, it's, it's magnified yeah, it's... yeah and what happens when a, when a sport or some sort of form of entertainment is magnified the scrutiny and the focus on that uh, also increases and expands and what I want to do now is talk a little bit about the scandals surrounding the sport as well uh, AJ so obviously we know that you know many of the uh, big wrestlers of yesteryear for example had their lives ended by tragedy and there's been lots of scandals and cases murders suicides uh, sexual assaults why is this the case um, and and are things changing um, because there's more scrutiny now are they behaving better or is this just you know it goes with the sport you know it's just part of the territory the fact that you know and as much as I don't want to talk about it you know, American wrestling, there's always going to be those ties uh, with drug abuse, steroid abuse, uh, which can obviously affect you mentally as well. So, um, you know, is that just part of the territory or is it something where, you know, WWE now have cleaned up their act? So I would say with a lot of the tragedies that happen, 
Um, most of them, most of them were those wrestlers from the eighties and early nineties. Um, and that's like, honestly, honestly, I've spent a lot of time talking to different wrestlers from that era as well. In that time, it was like, it was kind of like rock and roll. You kind of just, you know, do the shows, you go on the road, you drink, you do drugs, you do all these different things, um, that played an effect to, to their health. And not only that, but professional wrestling at that time was probably more less protected in a sense where, you know, when they're throwing chair shots, it's happening often. They're not looking out for the brain damages. They didn't care about those back then. And with that, and of course, you know, you're doing during those eighties and nineties times, they were working maybe 280 shows a year. And you're just hitting the, you're just hitting the towns as they say. And most of the times wrestlers, when they're hurt, you know, once again, back to that, back to that era, they would never report it because if you report an injury, they're going to take you off the shows. And that's a spot that you're losing and somebody else is going to gain. So you lose your spot. You might not ever give it back. And you know, a lot of, a lot, <laughs> a lot of the times fans forget about you and you can lose that momentum. So I think that's where the painkillers started playing a part where wrestlers mm-hmm. were just taking painkillers. So that way they didn't feel the pain and they could keep going and stay in their spot. Um, and obviously that, you know, doesn't result in positive outcomes. And I think that played a lot of a part um, into the tragedies that we've all seen. I think, I think there's a statistic, it's crazy, but I think it was like from, from the time of 1999 to like 2007, there's close to 200 wrestling wrestlers that passed away. Um, wow. Don't quote me on that number, but the number was very high and it was definitely in the hundreds. Um, and a lot of them were from that era. So I think after the Chris Benoit um, tragedy, that that's where things started getting clear. Um, and people are noticing where things are going wrong in professional wrestling that, the WWE took a stance on that and creating a program for any wrestler that's ever signed a contract with them to be able to go to rehab for any purpose um, for free. Um, And no matter how many times they, they could go two, three times, however many times they have to go, it's fully covered by WWE. Um, After, after the reports of the toxicology reports of Chris Benoit and they noticed the, the brain damage, uh, if you watch wrestling now, there's a lot less chair shots. Um, yeah, sure. A, a lot less headbutts, um, standing headbutts or off the off the rope headbutts, and they really took caution on that. And then when it comes to the general generation now, um, I'm I'm in these locker rooms now, and to be honest with you, like being around the wrestlers who are coming up now, um, they don't they don't party as much as those older guys were doing back then. These guys literally want to just hang out, do the show, and they go back and play PlayStation. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. this generation. So a lot of them stay away from that. And, and, and the cool thing about it is that these older wrestlers come around once in a while and, and they share their experiences and, you know, tell the younger guys, hey, you know, we made these decisions back in this time. Don't do it. It doesn't, it doesn't work out well. So mm. I think with all yeah. things considered, like, now is it's a, it's a, it's a good time. Things are getting better, and professional wrestling is being looked at 
by Vince McMahon saying that we need to protect our guys. And, and he's done a great job, I think, you know, in the last mm. 10 years or so in making sure that there's less damage to the, to the wrestler. Mm, that's good to hear. And, and look, you mentioned, you mentioned rehab there. Um, and obviously rehab, I don't know, my opinion is rehab is after the event. Are they doing other things like they do in other, you know, other sports where they have mandatory drug testing uh, as part of the, you know, just a regular process? Yeah, so from what I know, there is random drug testing that does happen. That's mandatory, um, and which is which is a good thing too. I think a couple guys got got dinged on those, and you know they had the choice of going to rehab or getting suspended. Um, yeah, sure. They go with the rehab, but um, even with the rehab, it could be you know a current wrestler, a past wrestler. Just anytime you need it, it's there for them. So I think that's 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 been a great benefit. And I'll use a guy for an example who who's been there multiple times is a razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Mm. And he, he's used that a few times and he's, he's talked wonders about that. So I think, I think things are moving towards a better way, just like how football is and protecting, uh, protecting the guy's heads. It's, 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 mm. it's dangerous. People don't, you know, just because people see professional wrestling as entertainment, it's when it comes to body pain and injuries, it's one of the worst that you can be a part of. So um, it needed to happen and I'm, I'm glad it's happening. But like, like I said, like that, that era lost a lot of great guys. Um, yeah, it certainly did because it wasn't protected back then. Mm, no, good point. Now, look, I want to finish up today by talking about, you know, the ongoing debate around who is the greatest of all time. But before I do that, AJ, one more question for you. Uh, in terms of, obviously, you're still in tune with what's happening in wrestling at the moment, whereas I think the rest of us are probably not that in tune uh with current wrestling but who are the names to watch at the moment who are the big names uh in professional wrestling at the moment i think right now when it comes to, to wwe i think one of the household names is roman reigns um cousin of the rock so uh he, he's he's a star in the make he's already a star but he's definitely going to be the face of the company and somebody that we're going to look at as um somebody that's similar to the rock there's a guy named seth rollins who's, who's a top star uh, you always have Brock Lesnar popping in and out of professional wrestling, so he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. some, we talked about off off record. Buddy Murphy's a solid, solid professional wrestler, um, and somebody that I'm pretty pretty proud of seeing on television. And you know, a good rep- representation of us um, is a guy named Mustafa Ali, uh, half Pakistani, half Indian uh, wrestler who who isn't the typical stereotype that we we are used to seeing on television. Um, mm-hmm. and, one of the best pure professional wrestlers I've ever seen. So those are some of the names that I think is great. Um, like I mentioned, All Elite Wrestling is huge, uh, run by Cody Rhodes, um, Justin yep. Rhodes' son. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a star. Um, and in that company, you got guys named, guys named Kenny Omega, um, who might just be the best professional wrestler in the entire world. Um, the wow. Young Bucks, uh, greatest tag team in the world at, right now as well. Uh, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, I can go on for, for days. All Elite mm-hmm. has, a, has a long list of great talent. Um, but WWE, I mean, they just, they're signing everybody. They see anybody yeah, that's sure. on, the, on the independents, they're snatching them up. So uh, there's a long list of good guys out there um, that I think is going to be household names very soon. 
Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that. Uh, and look, just to finish off, then, as I mentioned, we wanted to talk about the uh, all-time greats of wrestling. What I'm going to do is come to each of the panelists now uh, just to get their perspective. And I guess this is going to be a bit of a trip down memory lane and nostalgia uh, in terms of who our favourites are and who we rank as our favourite all-time wrestlers. So I'll come to you first, Jeets. If you had to pick one name, or maybe no, well, let's make it a bit easier. Let's give you two opportunities. Um, so if there was two people you could pick who would they be first one definitely be ultimate warrior um uh-huh well, i think second one now an ultimate warrior was awesome wasn't he, he really defined yeah. that era along with hulk hogan didn't he those two dominated for I, so long i remember at school like everyone was like hogan's gonna be warrior in wrestlemania 6 and only a few of us were like now warrior's gonna win because everyone yeah, was like, yeah. everyone's just like Hulk Hogan fan. So um, I'm just trying to think who else. Probably Bret Hart. Yeah, again, he was extremely popular. So Bret Hart, an ultimate worry for you, Jeets. What about you, Mandy? I think uh, I think the Undertaker. I think he had a good sort of a narrative around him. You know, the character, um, you know, in the persona, and also Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn Michaels was around for a long time, wasn't he? He was there for, and Undertaker's been there for years as well. You know, they were there for a long, long time. So, yeah, look, two, again, two big names. Jazz, what would you say? Your two uh, all time greats. Uh, first up, um, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Um, I just love watching him, just uh, more for his dialogues and the way he just yeah. used to go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, I think his wrestling wrestling capability as well. You know that. You know, I'm not gonna. Argue. He's still about as well, and um, he's, he's st- he still makes an appearance every now and again. Uh, he was a good one to watch. Um, and the second, second one. Second, second is loads. Um, probably tech tech sort of who I liked from a technical perspective. Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I think he was fantastic. I mean, he wasn't as big as some of the other guys, but you know, he the guy was flexible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I guess if I had to pick two, I'd go for, and this is going to be really typical, I would go for Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. For me, those two, uh, you, were, you were in one camp or the other. You, you know, that's just how it was. They were the two uh, giants of the sport. And if you weren't a Warrior fan, you were a Hogan fan. And uh, I remember having discussions because I remember growing up uh, and uh, my neighbor was a huge fan of Ultimate Warrior. And at that point, I was fairly new to the sport. And for me, it was all about Hulk Hogan. But things changed um, because, you know, I ended up liking that. That I don't know. There was a there was something a little bit more dark around the warrior than there was uh, with, you know, the ultra showbiz, ultra polished Hulk Hogan. There was just something mysterious and a bit darker around the ultimate warrior. And for me, the warrior shaded it, but yeah, those two for me were the giants and we'll finish with you, AJ. What would you say? The two all time greats, and you might have a different perspective because you're a little bit younger than us, uh, but it'd be interesting to hear your views. Um, gold burst. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, from a technical aspect, and we've we've heard his name a couple times, but Shawn Michaels for sure. Um, there was no match that I ever watched of Shawn Michaels that I didn't think was a classic. Um, they didn't they call him Mister uh, WrestleMania for a reason. And the guy, I mean, he wrestled that '80s and '90s time frame, left for seven years, and then came back and had another legendary um, era. Um, so 
I don't, I don't think many people can do that. So he's definitely number one. And I think for number two, um, even though his wrestling was more of a brawler, I think he took wrestling to a whole nother level um, in regards of gaining more fans and exposure. And that's Steve Austin. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's I mean, a name we haven't heard mentioned. Who was who wasn't flipping people off at that time and wearing Austin three sixteen shirts? So, um, yeah, yeah, for, for, he took it to the next level, hands down. So I, I would say those two for sure. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, AJ. Thanks to my panelists, Jazz, Jeets, and Mans for another fabulous uh, episode. And special thanks to you uh, for your insights today as well. Prince AJ Kumar, it's been a pleasure having you join us and your insights on uh, professional wrestling. We wish you all the best with continued success with your podcast. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, join us again for another episode of Back Chat, where we go behind the headlines and beyond the boundaries to uncover the facts and discuss the real stories behind the news. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thank you.